0: Welcome to the Dog Nerd Show, where we geek out over our best friends. I'm Megan.
1: And I'm Michael, and this is a show about all things dog. Today, we're going to talk about what kills approximately 1.2 million dogs a year in the United States.
0: Yeah, if you could save your dog from serious injury and death, you'd do it, right?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So before we get started, though, uh, when we jump into it, I just want to ask you, if you like this content, if you like what we're doing, give us a thumbs up, think about subscribing, click the notification bell, it uh, lets you know when we have these videos pop up every two weeks. Yeah, and
0: we love your comments, so be sure to give us your feedback, and stay tuned to hear who our featured commenter is today.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay, Megan, so what kills two point, One or 1. P- 1.2 million dogs, what kills 1.2 million dogs a year? Cars. Are dogs driving the car?
0: (laughs) No, it's not like Toonsis the driving cat. Um, (laughs) That's aging me just a little bit. Um, No, it's cars, dogs getting hit by cars. And when you brought this up to me, I I wanted to look up what the statistic was because, um, you know, my family growing up, we had three Yorkies and all three of them got out of the house or got loose and um, all three were hit and killed by cars, which was tragic all the way around and yeah.
1: So it's a pet peeve of mine. It um uh, when whenever I'm out driving around and I see a dog crossing a road or I see it loose and uh I, I just I'm like I cringe. It's it's cringe worthy yeah. to say the least because the dog doesn't understand
0: and traffic yeah. and what's out there and so we're gonna go into how you can keep your dog safe from this happening, and the first thing, which I know we both are adamant about, is have your dog on a leash. It's really that simple. I mean, not we'll go into other stuff, but the number one thing is leash your dog.
1: Yeah, le- leash your dog. If you're going to walk with the dog, if if you're in the yard and you,
0: you don't know, have you, a fence, you don't
1: have a fence, and you you know you want the dog out there with you while you're washing your car or whatever, you know put them on a leash or confine them somewhere, you know?
0: Yeah. So that, that would be the next one, which is have a fenced yard and inspect it often.
1: Yeah. So just because you have a fenced yard, uh, you know, dogs like to dig, other animals like to dig. There could be a tear in the fence. There could be a broken board. If it's a wood fence, inspect your fence. Um, also, if you have a large, you know, lab style dog, a little two foot high fence is, is even not a four gonna work. foot high fence is yeah. not gonna
0: work. Like yeah. those pretty iron fences that are like four feet tall.
1: Yeah. So you need to you need to make sure, especially if your dog is excitable and likes to
0: climb,
1: yeah, can so, jump. So inspect that fence. It's very important.
0: Yeah, and also get locks for your gates. So we actually had two instances where our gates were opened we didn't leave our gates opened and we don't have yard people or pest people, but our gates were open and our dogs got out. And thankfully we were out there with them and noticed it happened. So check your gates. Yeah. uh, Get locks for your gates is really what you should do.
1: Yeah. What that does is that, so if you have, you know, the pest inspector or you have a yard person over there that, that forces you to kind of check that gate when they leave. Because uh, you know they they may just leave the gate open or cracked or
0: mm-hmm. if, you know if it's kind of warped it may not latch all the way then wind blows and, yeah. and your gates open so um, so yeah check your gates after people visit and then. Something that we've done because, so we have border terriers. For those that listen to the show, often you know this. Terriers have a very high prey drive. So most border terrier people will tell you never let your dog off of a leash. Um, Unless, even if it's really well-trained. The only dogs I know that are well-trained enough to be off of a leash are probably like police and military dogs. Mm -hmm. But I know that terriers that have a strong hunting instinct Cannot be trusted off-leash because they will bolt at the sight of anything. So in saying that, secure your home. So we actually have baby gates so that the dogs cannot actually get to the front door. And then we never go in and out the garage area. So we're keeping our dogs safe that way. That's how two out of the three Yorkies growing up with got out was they got out the the door that goes into the garage because we just weren't quick enough right so um so think about how you you want to set up your home and we actually have building plans for our dream home that includes like a vestibule so where the front door opens up to a hallway and then there's another door that goes into the house because then that makes it so easy yeah
1: because uh, baby gates are are a needed uh Necessary thing in our house currently. I don't like them. I hate baby gates. I've uh, fallen
0: over them. Yeah. I've traumatized Riley by falling over them. And so our dogs are small. You know, for a big dog, a baby gate is not going to you know really do much. So yeah, that that that'll bring us to the next one, which I'll let you cover.
1: Yeah. So this was probably the hardest one to do, and it may or may not work for every dog. But if train your dog not to go out. Uh, the front door or any door without you with them or there. Um, that's probably a tough one to do.
0: That's going to take the most work, but,
1: but it's doable. It's
0: doable. In fact, I was just thinking back uh, years ago. I won a contest on Twitter where Victoria Stillwell came to the house and worked on me with training the dogs and Michael had to work that day. And I sent him a picture of the front door wide open with Finley sitting down looking out the front door, he didn't even have a leash on or anything. And she had helped us train to keep him to stay. Now we would never just like test him on that because Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, we got through that. We're done. That was a flipping. thing.
1: Yeah. What what,
0: what didn't happen was a squirrel didn't run by or a dog. Let
1: let a squirrel, a dog, a cat, uh, a bird fly by and that whole pit, uh, picture that you sent me would be you guys chasing after him yeah. as he took yeah. off so, so it it's some dog breeds like we just said a while ago is you know if you have a terrier they're very prey driven
0: and very independent thinkers
1: yeah so i i would i would be leery of that and make sure that you have safeguards in place if you're going to try that training
0: yes absolutely i was so nervous doing that training <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to think about it Um, so other issues that you could have with loose dogs, um, probably the big one is people, kids can get injured. So, yeah, you know, a big dog can knock over a small child. So that's very dangerous. Um, hopefully we're not looking at like biting or, you know, any aggression issues, but then there's that. If you have an aggressive dog, you should never, ever, ever have them off of a leash and you should really take all of these things to heart. Um, but it can put people at risk in, in several ways. It could also put your dog at risk. So if your dog hurts a human, that dog could be potentially euthanized, depending on the laws in your area. Yep. Um, You can get sued. And how many of you out there are like me, that when you see a dog that's loose, you stop and try to help it? Well, mm-hmm. that can put a person at risk because... Sometimes when you're trying to help catch a scared dog, you don't make the best decisions. You're not paying
1: attention and if you're on uh, a busy highway mm-hmm. or or, you know, around a curve or something and it's somebody comes around out. that curve, yep. Man, you're putting yourself at risk and, you know, going back to, you know, the kids getting injured or a person getting injured. You're putting yourself at risk there as the as the parent of that dog for possible legal problems. So yeah. You know, it's it's in your best interest as well as the dog's uh, to, to confine that dog uh, for everybody's benefit.
0: Yeah, and then another thing to consider is if your dog gets loose, it doesn't mean that there couldn't be an instance like where there's a dog attack. So if your mm-hmm. dog runs up to another dog that's on its leash being walked by its owner and your dog is friendly but that dog is not – there could be a dog fight and that could be horrible for everybody involved. So that's just not something that you want to even deal with.
1: Nope. Yeah. And, and, you know, that being said, you know, we want to make sure that, that your dog is safe. And, you know, if they're running around and say you're in a suburban area or an ex urban area, which is a a new term, uh, just on the fringes of a metro area and there's, and there is, um, you know woods or wildlife or nature your your dogs at risk of stumbling up on a coyote or a snake or or work are or, or the flip side of that your dog could attack a baby deer or you know, which you know
0: happened in our neighborhood
1: yeah and, which and, like
0: like neighbors witnessed and had to call the police because this particular neighbor lets their dogs loose in a wooded area and it's illegal <laughs> Probably everywhere, but I know in our state, to kill a baby deer. And uh,
1: And if you're watching this show, you're probably a dog lover, and you probably get it. But there's people out there that are, it's, there's a phobia. They, they, they are extremely terrified. afraid of, of dogs. Yeah. And it's not fair for us to be like, oh, well, you shouldn't be afraid of my dog or what. They have a a psychological thing that is real to them
0: yeah maybe they've been attacked before you know it's they could have their own ptsd or they just grew up being afraid of dogs and never were around them so that's really stressful to people but yeah exactly All right, so this is not really leash etiquette so much so as it's containment, but I know a lot of y'all love an electric fence because you think you can just map out your yard and your dog will have free range all around that yard and it will look like a picture-perfect Norman Rockwell painting. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? I actually know people personally who had electric fences and this is somebody I knew that had a lab that was smart enough to realize once i get shocked i'm in the clear yeah. then i can go visit my buddy down the street so that friend was always getting a call from the neighbor saying hey your dog is here again and that's just that's just not cool another thing about an electric fence is it doesn't stop you know coyotes from getting it into your your yard Correct. or you know what have you uh, here's the thing too about fences is that Maybe I'm a neurotic dog mom, which I may not maybe. I mean, definitely. We know I am. But um, if you're not out with your dog, you don't know what your dog's getting into or getting up to or what's around. So we've talked about toxic mushrooms. We've talked about um, like snake bites and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's There are things that can hurt your animal, even if your animal is just out there, you know, having a good time sunbathing. So so. I am not a fan of an electric fence.
1: Yeah. So electric fence is a personal choice of yours. We're not, I'm not saying do or don't get one. It's, uh, I guess versus nothing. It's better. Uh, but do your research on those. Um, there's a lot of legitimate companies out there that can help you with those. But as, as a, as a dog nerd person, I'm not a big fan of them either. I think that there's uh, a false sense of security with them, yeah. and uh,
0: depending on your dog, for sure. Yeah. And who wants to shock their dog? Mm-mm, not me. Okay, no. we'll move on. How do you feel about flexi leashes? Hate them.
1: <laughs> hate 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 them to death.
0: Hated it.
1: Yeah, hated it.
0: Except for we, ha- I will say we ha- we have a occasion to use a flexi leash if we're going on a hike where we want to give Riley a good bit of lead or in a big field yeah it's still I'm they're not so a, hard I'm, to, con- they're yeah, hard I to even, control
1: I don't even like I don't even like doing that I I think we just need to get this is a personal thing me and Megan we need to get a longer lead yeah okay. for that that's I, a great I don't idea. like I don't like flexi leads well think about it okay let's just say you have a rottweiler right that's that's your dog of choice and you're gonna go to the park and you've got. Um, a fleecy leash, you are putting a 180-pound dog on a little th- thin string that is being controlled by the distance by a plastic gear inside a plastic handle. Good luck with that. Oh, and if that fails and you go to grab that, that lead, <laughs> well, you're going to have some third-degree burns <laughs> and cut your fingers off. So yeah. I'm not a big fan of them. I don't think they're great. But one of the things that they do is they allow – people who have incredible dogs and they don't mean anything by it they allow that to to let their dog get the lead like megan was talking about but then here comes somebody else the other side and that somebody else is me and riley (laughs) and and riley is uh because she's been attacked she's kind of
0: she's she's leery she doesn't want anyone getting her in her grill
1: and and oh my dog's friendly let him come up your dog's about to probably get nipped on the nose
0: well well she's never bitten but you're you're usually when that happens the person has already let their dog start running up to your dog before they've even asked you if your dog is friendly and so that's where it gets really dangerous because um like riley has ne- even when she was attacked by the Huskies, she did not bite. Yeah. But she I, barked back. She was like, you better stand down because you were in my face and I don't like it. Yeah. So she, she, I was so impressed with the way she stood her ground, but uh, you know, these were Huskies that were loose. Um, But with the Flexi leash, yeah, people do tend to be like, oh, my dog is friendly. And you're like, my dog is stressed out. Please get, yeah. like, reel it in. And it is harder to reel it in. It's harder to control. I think you're right. We should get a really, really long lead for yep. those walks. Okay. Put that on our list
1: today. Yeah, it should. Yeah, it, it's just.
0: Oh, and that kind of, that was our third, our, our, our final thing, which was don't let your dog run up on another dog. Etiquette. It's so rude, you guys. I mean.
1: You need, you need etiquette. <laughs> you're doing this I, I'm telling you I know you're out It's fun It's it's a beautiful Your, do- your dog is the happiest Sunny Sunny Sunday afternoon the And you're like
0: butterflies are flying yeah, The birds oh, look, are chirping
1: Look there's another dog Let's How cute will it be when, To have our dogs meet each other And then Then it's I'll, I can do the look So the look from the person That has the happy friendly dog Is like when Once it gets close to your dog And that dog starts freaking out It's like Oh Oh
0: what oh, is wrong with your dog? Wow. Why is your dog yeah. so crazy?
1: And it's like, well, it's it's not my dog. It's your etiquette. You you need to have leash etiquette and be like, hey, is, can my dog meet your dog?
0: Yeah. Is your dog friendly? There you go. Yeah. That's all you, you that's need all you to ask do. that. Yeah. Because you, you want your dog to socialize. And if you have a happy-go-lucky dog, that's awesome. But you don't know what the background is for that other dog that you're encountering. And let me just tell you this. If the if the person that is approaching with the dog is kind of looking and walking slowly and starts walking to the other side of the street, that, that's not <laughs> that's, a friendly dog. That, yeah, that's a dog that's got some issues. So just leave them be. Not everyone, you know. It's like when we meet new people. Yeah, some like I, I'm a hugger, but I mean I wouldn't hug a stranger. But you know, like if someone think about it, if someone came up to you when they met you and they were all in your face like, hey how are you? No, no, no. no. We've all got our bubble, right? Our bubble, of comfort bubble. Boundaries. Dogs have that too. So don't, don't, don't disturb another dog's comfort bubble.
1: And I will, I want to, I want to say one more thing, but if you are, if you are a parent that has a child, please teach your child not to run up on dogs. Yes. It, it, whether they're on a leash or off a leash don't do that
0: yeah etiquette for everyone involved right all the way around so i think that pretty much covers our leash etiquette loose dog etiquette um i do want to i love y'all's comments thank oh, you yeah. so much we've got some really good comments on the irish wolfhound video yep. lots of iw fans out there look at me using the lingo <laughs>
1: um
0: so today our or this week's commenter of the week is erica c she has commented on several of our videos um this one was on how to prepare for losing your pet and this is so sweet she says i cried for you both knowing the pain and sadness you're feeling as always you've given us some great tips thank you
1: uh Thanks, thank you erica. thank you erica
0: yeah and then just a, a mini shout out to Rhonda hofer um she said it was our best show yet the the grief one yeah, and it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. It was a hard one, but it's important information. So thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. Um, all you podcast listeners, thanks for the reviews. Um, we love y'all too. We know this is, you know, formatted like for the video, but every day in my Morning gratitudes. I think our listeners, our viewers, our subscribers, y'all are awesome. So thank you so much. You can find us everywhere online at Dog Nerd Show, dognerdshow.com. And then if you want to be on the show, drop us a line at dognerdshow at gmail.com.
1: Until next time, guys. Bye.
0: Bye.